Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. City Life! What's going on? I am down in Kansas City right now visiting a church, the Cause Church getting to learn and grow, and they absolutely have some amazing developments down here, one of which is a truck. So getting to see and experience and touch it firsthand, we're only a week away for Love the City Week. A week away. I know people are already putting in time requests to take off work, so come, let's get involved, and get the pledges in. Let's go big. And then next week, we're going to rally on the 16th. And right after service, we're going to put a bunch of bags together and get them stuffed and then just go blitz for the week. Now, today, I thought it'd be really neat to kind of stir up some excitement and passion in us to hear some stories from people that have been a part of Love the City Weeks in the past and have had moments that they were either inspired or that they were able to inspire someone, which ultimately it's always a give, give, win, win. Yes, yes, Jesus, God, kingdom. It's how it works. It's beautiful. So today, enjoy as we listen to a little bit of story time. So come on, get close, get close. Story time. Love the city. over here real quick. Um, my name is Caitlin. Uh, so like you said, Jer- saw Jerome is out of town this week, just learning from another church, which is awesome, that we have a team that um, we can just rally and support, and we can still function as a church, and um, we want to empower our leaders to go to go learn and get like, kind of a refresher. So um, we are going to be hearing some really cool stories today. Hopefully it can just um, help you guys get inspired, um, encouraged, I'm super excited for Love the City Week. I have, well, this is my last week of my job, so I'm, I'm going to say I took the week off, but I'm going to be here the whole week, so I'm super pumped about that and um, hope, you know, if you can make it out at least just one hour, one day, um, I would encourage you to try to do whatever you can to do that because um, even just loving people, you'll see like it changes your life, it changes your heart, and it touches you um, in awesome ways. Uh, before we get started with the stories, I wanted to read a few verses, if that's okay with you guys. So um, in 1 John 3.18, it says, Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. And then Acts 13.46-49, um, And Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly, saying, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken first to you. Since you thrust it aside and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, behold, we are turning to the Gentiles. And those are like the outsiders. Um, for so the Lord has commanded us, saying, I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord. And as many as were appointed to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was spreading throughout the whole region. And that is just love the city right there, that 
the word of the Lord spread throughout the whole region, it spread like wildfire, like how it says in the message version. Um, if you think about like a wildfire, it just consumes everything in its path. And that's like the good news, the good news that Jesus loves us, that we are, that we are loved, that we belong, we have a purpose. And that's really like what, that's the DNA of City Life. And um, as we go and we love the city, uh, we're spreading that love so that it can just spread like wildfire throughout our city. And um, if you think about it too, like we have this good news, we've received this love from God. And so how can we not want to go share that love with everyone because like Jerome had said I think a couple weeks ago like everyone is God's we all belong to God and so he's chasing after them he he's done that the whole narrative of the Bible is God running after us his love chasing us him coming to earth and coming after us and so um that's just like for me that's that's when it hit me it's just like wow I have this gift the good news like how am I just sitting around not telling anyone about this and not doing anything about this and um just seeing other people going and doing that before me um, really helped inspire me to do it and want to go love other people so that they can experience that same love of Christ. And so the first person we have coming out, um, Edward, he's going to be sharing um, a really cool story from Love the City Week. What's up, City Life? How y'all doing? Um, just real quick, I just want to share... Um, my experience, me and my wife and my uh, family's experience of Love the City last year, uh, we went out um, to the north side of Lansing over uh, Comstock Park and we saw a group of uh, young, young kids uh, pra you know, practicing um, football and just talking to the coach and sharing with him and he was just sharing with me that how a lot of these young kids that he's coaching, um, a lot of them uh, a lot of them don't have uh, father figures in their, in their lives and how they come to him um, with their situations and come to practice and a lot, a lot of times some of those young kids are hard to reach out because they're involved in also gang violence also and he also shared with me, I didn't share this in the first service but he also shared with me that there's been a couple of kids in his pro football program that had been shot at and killed um, and he just said, you know, he's like, you know, I just want to uh, be a positive figure in their life. Um, and I told him, I said, you know, we're just out here, um, just want to love on your kids and everything, and, uh, and just, you know, spread some love and some hope. Um, we're not doing it for any gain or anything like that, but just show you and uh, your kids that we're here, we're present, and that we love you guys. Um, the kids were very appreciative. He was appreciative of us just being there and showing up, um, which was really cool. After that, we went around the block to one of the liquor stores, and there was a guy that was coming out the store. Uh, and right before that, there was a car that was parked on the street, and I walked up to the car and uh, gave, gave some, uh, some bags to the guys in the car. And the guy coming out, he... Uh, was exchanged some money um, after I had walked away from the car and they were doing a drug deal. Now, my wife and kids were in the car and um, there was another a truck that was behind the car and once the, the guy that came out the store, he saw the truck pull up, he took, he took off and started running down the street. 
And the guy in the truck and the other car, they started uh, speeding down the street, chasing them. Um, so I had to get, you know, get my family out of, this, out of there as quick as possible before it, uh, the whole situation turned bad. Long story short, um, we were just in the moment, uh, just being there, being present, uh, just showing them, you know, that we're here, we love you guys, and we want to be present. After that, we went to another liquor store, and there was a guy who was homeless, and he was highly intoxicated. He told me, he said, he said, man, my kids, they don't want to talk to me. They don't want to be bothered with me. He said, I love them, but I just don't know what to do. And I said, look, I said, I hear what you're saying, and you have to still love your kids no matter what. Regardless of the situation, regardless of if they want to talk to you, you start to love them. They may not want to talk to you, but they still want to know that you're, you know, in their lives and that you love them. Um, in spite of what happened, in spite of how things are or how they're going, your kids need you. Whether it may seem like it or not, I say they need you because you're their father. And he was like, man, thank you. I appreciate it. And I said, hey, look. You know, we're not here, to, you know, for any uh, fame or anything. We just want to let you know that, that we love you, you know, in spite of uh, what people may think. Um, no matter how many times people may have rejected you, I say we love you. You're human. I'm human. Um, I said, but, you know, keep on pushing, keep on pursuing, keep on loving all your kids. And maybe one day they'll get to the point where, uh they want to maybe even have a conversation or even start try to even form some type of relationship with you. But those are just some examples of uh, Love the City and what it's all about. Um, it's not about popularity. It's not about uh, fame. But it's just being present, being in the moment, and showing up in people's uh, hopeless situations and being a light and being used by God. So I want to encourage you to join us for Love the City Week. Um, it's an awesome experience, uh, just loving up people. Trust me, you'll get something more out of it just by sharing the love of God with uh, people. Um, and it'll bless you in so many ways that you've never been blessed before. So come out, support, and get involved. Yes. Thank you, Edward. Um, just so cool, like, that just loving through the fear and through, through uncertainties and times like that. So next we have... Rhett. What's up, guys? Um, man, I wish I had a cool voice like Edward, but here we are. It's me, and uh, let me take you youngins back a couple years. Two, love the city. Week one, we're in the war room, and the war room is just the room where uh, we say, hey, what should we do for love the city week? And I think it was Jerome who said, what if we got a random person what if we were able to just clean their house? And we're like, okay, that's out there, but we're looking for out there ideas. Like, love is just crazy, right? You just, so I took it seriously, and first house I went up to over by Cedar, Mount Hope area. I'm walking down, I'm like, okay, uh, there's nobody outside. Oh, there's like kids up here. So, and I see them, and uh, I hear them from a distance. I'm like, oh, they're speaking Spanish, and I know a little bit of Spanish, not much, but enough to go up and say, hola. And that was enough for them to look at me and go. And I looked down and I, uh, they started talking again. And I realized they were not speaking in Spanish 
at all. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. But the parents came out and they invited me in with no English. They just were like, hey, uh, you know, come. And I just like followed them. And then I come in there and this whole time I'm like, God, what do you like? We're supposed to be cleaning a house. I can't speak English. How am I going to like? And then not only that, but the house was like immaculate. So pristine, clean. What are we going to do here? They ended up getting like a translator, like neighbor girl to come over and like translate for me. It was cool, like conversation, but it ended with like them giving me a Coca-Cola and like a high five. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. So like, all right, 0 for 1. Um, field goal percentage is down right now. But I've heard it said, every no is one step closer to a yes. So Walsh Park, here we come. Going in, and I just pick a door, I knock, and this lady who's about my age, Caitlin, answers, and I just want to say hi, what's up, um, answers, and I said, hey, look, we're from City Life, we're about to drop 20K in the city, and we want to um, just love the city, and we want to clean your house. What do you think? She goes, well, yeah, I mean, it is kind of weird, but I do need my house clean, so let me talk with my boyfriend, and we exchange numbers, let me get back to you. Uh, her boyfriend thought it was a little weird. Um, I don't know why. I thought it was super normal. Um, so I talked to Jerome, and I said, hey, look, I think we, I think we, you know, might have someone here. So she's like, hey, my boyfriend's. So we, Jerome and I went over there. We talked to her, and uh, since then, awesome. We cleaned their, her house during Love the City Week. We just brought a ton of supplies, went to town. Uh, her kid was there, so we were, like, playing with him, and now they come to City Life. Uh, she's, like, involved, like, in Kid City, like, falling in love with Jesus. Community, it is so awesome, in a life group, so I just want to say, you never know when love comes knocking. What's up? Oh, keep on turning my mic off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that. Love keeps knocking, that, like, just being persistent. You never know, like, when you knock on a door, what that can do. Um, so uh, next we have Trina, and she, uh, she works in Lansing schools, and so she just has something super encouraging to say. Good morning, City Life. So yeah, I work in the schools, and I don't know, many of you probably don't work in the schools, but the lunch hour is the craziest hour of the school day. It's the most unstructured time. It's kids going wild. So City Life started coming in. I was working at Fairview. They started coming in, and they started helping, and they started building relationships. And they would take the kids who were like the ones who don't nobody want to play with because they want to fight all the time. <laughs> and they would build relationships, but they would give these kids social skills. They really, they are not human beings. They were human doing. They were doing the work of God. They were working with these kids. They're baking, breaking barriers. They've taken lunch to teachers. They've come and done assemblies over at other schools. So City Life is really not just talking. They walk and they talk. So what they say, they mean. And it's just awesome to be a part of an experience that's reaching so many. And when you have kids saying, when are they coming back? Are they going to be here tomorrow? Is Mr. Whatever here or Mr. That or is Miss Such and Such? Because even if they have like lunch detention, sometimes City Life will sit there and help them do work or talk to them about the problem and what they could do different. And so they're literally making a difference in the lives of kids, which means they're making the difference in the lives of adults, which means they're making difference in the lives of the city. So it's awesome to watch them work. And being part of City Life just touches my heart. I can't even tell you how important it is to be a part of an organization that's doing so much for the people right here. 
You know, you often hear about missionaries over here in Egypt and Africa, all over the world. And I'm all about that too. But when you do it in your own backyard, that's where it should start. The saying is charity begins at home. City life is taking care of home. Wow, wow. Yeah, and I will say, I get a chance to go to Fairview lunches. Um, that's my favorite time of the week. And yeah, like those kids, they always are like, are you coming back tomorrow? Are you going to be here tomorrow? And it's just like, oh, I wish I could be here like every day, all the time. Um, but yeah, that is super encouraging to hear. Next we have Ryan, who is going to share a little bit about how he came to City Life. Hey. I don't know, I just feel like the most awkward walk ever. It's like, where's my awkward people at? I feel you, 100%. How's it going? I'm Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hi, City Life. Uh, if you've been here, if come here a few times, you kind of know my story already. Like, if you've heard it, I, I like to tell it whenever I do the, like the offering stuff and the introduction things. Um, when I got a chance to tell my story, I was really excited because the one cool thing about your story is it's your story, right? Nobody knows it better than you. And... Um, one thing I shared with the first, uh, the first service was that in the book of Revelation, it says that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So the blood of the lamb is what Jesus did for all of us, right? Dying on the cross so we could be saved. And the word of your testimony, our testimony, is what Jesus is currently doing in you and through you, right? So anybody can argue with you about, you know, scripture or whatever you believe or what kind of denomination you're in, but no one can ever tell you your story didn't happen, right? That's the one thing you got that you could throw out there, and you, even if sometimes there's scriptures that you kind of struggle with, that you're like, I'm not sure about this, but i like to share it, your story is 100% true because you lived it, right? You were in that, so they could never say that that's not true, right? I remember being in a parking lot one time, and I was at a parking lot of a Kroger, there by myself in my car, and I was praying, you know, Book of Acts prayers is what I like to call it. I was like, Holy Spirit, I want you to show up in my life. I want you to just show up and make crazy things happen, right? Like, I want to see God show up and just be who he is and be real. And I was saying, Holy Spirit, show up in my life, be real, do wild things. I want to see, like, stuff from the book of Acts and raise people from the dead and miracles and all this stuff. You know what he said to me? He says, if you want me to show up more, put yourself in situations where I have to show up more. And sometimes we don't want to do that, <laughs> right? Because faith is spelled R-I-S-K. And that's why it's so important to get out into the city, because what I always say is that it's easier to love the people you're in front of often. So even if you're like me, I want to love the city, but I don't really feel like I love the city, go out into the city, because God's going to work that in you. And when you're in front of somebody, you're just going to be like, you know, head over heels, like, I want to help this person. I remember being at the Dollar Tree, and we're putting down mulch, right? We're just in a part of the city that's not so pretty. We were there, we were sweating it up, you know, throwing this mulch around. There was even a concern that we might not get done, but everyone's working really hard and we got it done really fast. So that's where the rubber meets the road and, and Love the City Week is a perfect example of that. Even if you're like, man, I wanna get out in the city more, but I don't really know I have an avenue for that. That's kind of my story. Because I remember being at a different church and I, uh, like I always say, I felt like that was my forever home, right? I was gonna retire there, I was gonna go to church there, I was gonna be part of the 50, uh, 50 plusers group and all that stuff. I just knew I was done. Like I wasn't window shopping for more churches, I was done. But uh, God has this amazing way of turning things around on us sometimes. I said it's uh, a very fascinating thing he does. And when I say fascinating, I mean really frustrating. Because I was in this place where I was like, this is, I'm done. Like, this is, I'm set. You know, you'd meet people that are like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And I'm like, that's not me because I know what I'm doing. I'm staying right here forever. And then the God's like, really? So 
<laughs> he was shaking things up in my life, and it was really uncomfortable, uncomfortable for me because I'm a guy that likes steps. Like, what's the next step? What do we got to do? What's the end game? I want to know all that stuff, and sometimes God doesn't give us that because if he gave you the whole plan right up front, you'd probably run the other way. You know, the Jonah, right? Because he's like, I'm not doing all that stuff. So I was going through this time in my life where I didn't know. Things were kind of shaking up, and I was constantly asking God, what do you want me to do? What am I supposed to be doing? I get that you're doing something in me, but what is it? What's my next step? You know, I would, I would ask, and I would listen. I would ask, I, was, I would listen. And one day I went to work, and I was kind of just fed up with this whole asking and, and, and listening and asking and listening. And I was like, God, please give me something. What is my mission? What do you want me to do? And he said one word. He said Lansing. And I was at work in the parking lot by myself in the morning. And I was like, all right, you said Lansing. I'm not really sure what that means, but I know that you said it, and I, you, know, you keep those things in your heart. And so the next day, I was on Facebook, real spiritual stuff. I was on Facebook, <laughs> looking for scriptures and stuff, you know. I was on Facebook, and someone had posted a video. They shared a video, and I was like, oh, that looked interesting, because I saw this little logo right here. I saw this, and I was like, oh, that looks really cool. So I watched the video, and it turned out to be a video from this church called City Life Lansing, and they were doing this thing called Love the City Week. So I watched the video, and they were going out into the city, paying for people's groceries, paying for people's laundry, just being, doing real practical stuff, you know, because sometimes people won't come to a church, so the church has to go to them. If you look at the life of Jesus, he didn't just sit out somewhere and say, all right, everybody, come to me. He was always going to people. Like the woman at the well, the Bible says he had to go that way because he knew she was there. Or the guy that, that when he healed the leper, he was up on the mound. He went the backside of the mound because he knew that man was there, and he needed him. That's when he said, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, I am willing. How beautiful is that? It's like the people out there in the streets right now are walking around, and they're like, God, if you're willing, send someone my way. And God sends us right there. So that's why it's so important to go. There are people that might not come to the church, but the beautiful thing is, is that we can go to anybody, and God sends us. That's why it's important to get involved. Um, I started going to church here. I'm now a tech team lead with the guys in the back back here. I get to push a lot of buttons and play with microphones all day and stuff like that. So it's fun. So get involved, whether it's giving or giving your time or finances. Never think you have nothing to give because you do. Whether it's a helping hand or it's a few dollars, whatever it is, give and make an impact on somebody's life. Because if you want to love the city, the best way to do that is go out into the city. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you, Ryan. I love that. Like, God can use even those things. Like he said, he was on Facebook, like, and he saw the video of City Life. And so he can use those moments to speak to us and touch us. So next is Torian, which I said this. Torian is the person I think I've known the longest at City Factual Life. information. Since we've gone back since we were, like, little kids. So. Yeah, like, probably, like, six, and we were at daycare together. And she was the same person, like, oh, hi, I'm Kay Ray. Like, the same way, so... You haven't changed. You turned off her mic. What's wrong with you? You turned off her mic. What's wrong? So I got, I got you back, Karen. I got you back. How you guys doing? Right. I'm so happy to be back, guys. I've been gone for two weeks. <laughs> but I'm back, so you got to deal with me. Um, so, yeah, love the City Week, man. It's, it's such a fun time. And for me, uh, it's something that I look forward to. Like, I'm super excited, uh, mainly because... Uh, somebody said, I forgot who it was, but a lot of times we go out thinking we're going to do something for somebody and God ends up doing something in us that just, it blows our mind. It, it does a lot in our hearts. And so for me, that's, I always look forward to that. Um, and there's a couple of situations that I've, uh, the last few years found myself in during Love the City Week that I want to share with you guys. The first one is in the barbershop. How many of you guys go to the barbershop? I go to the barbershop. You know what I'm saying? Got to get your hair right. 
And I love the barbershop mainly because it's it's a place where, for me, uh, a lot of things happen. I I see a lot of people that I know. You know, somebody's always coming in. Oh, hey, haven't seen you in forever. Like, it's the one place. If you don't see people, go to the barbershop. I guarantee you, you'll see them. Okay? So, for me, that's something that I enjoy. And so, uh, to get an opportunity to go into a barbershop not looking for something, but looking to give something, that was something that I was really looking forward to. So, we're going in a, a couple of shops, and there's shops that I know to go to, like, hey, Torin, where do we go to next? Oh, there's a shop over here. My buddy works over here. Let's go there. And so, it's, it's really cool because... Um, you know, a, a few of my friends, one of them, his name is Roderick. He started coming to City Life after we went to his shop, handed him a goodie bag. And it's for me, it's like, man, like, we've gone to, you know, we went to high school together. We see each other around all the time. And all of a sudden, like that, just one gift, tearing somebody's thoughts around about the church. And I'm like, man, maybe I need to go there. And so those are opportunities that we all have in front of us. Uh, another opportunity that I had to do uh, the first year of, uh, of Love the City Week, which was an interesting one, is a very potent one. Uh, and I say potent because I went into a weed shop. I said a weed shop. I went to a weed shop, y'all. That's crazy. And so what we were doing, passing out goodie bags. Now, you can imagine. There's a lobby, right? And you walk in, and there's people sitting down, and they're just looking over like, oh, hey. And I'm like, hey, I got you a goodie bag, man. There's, there's cookies. There's, there's uh, Doritos. There's a, there's a drink in there. And they're like... Oh, oh, all right, yeah. And it, to me, it was just so funny because it's like, y'all don't know, we're over here blessing y'all. Like, we're giving y'all some goodies, man. But for me, again, it's one of those things that when you think about it, when's the last time you heard of a church going into a weed shop? I, I hadn't heard of it until I did it. And so that for me is something that's so cool is that, again, having an opportunity to do something that nobody else would have thought to do, but we're doing it. And it's not because, again, not because we want something, but because we want to give. And I love going into places with that mindset because now you're looking for an opportunity and God works in those opportunities. So, guys, get excited. Like, it's such a, a fun time. And so, man, I would just charge you with, that, with this. Just get involved. Get excited about being involved because, again, God is going to do something in you and in other people's lives that you couldn't do on your own. So, let's do it, guys. All right? Yes. Um, so cool, like, to think about when we show up, God's love can show off. So, it's when we're present and we go into those places, it gives, us, it gives God a chance to show off his love. Um, so we have a quick little, another video from Jerome that I would like for you guys to watch. As we're wrapping up today, getting to hear from stories, I hope that you were encouraged and really impacted to think of how do you love people in your sphere. I know in this whole week, as we've been preparing, thinking about what is going to happen for Love the City Week, we've just been wanting to thank God for how he loves us and never forget that. And to really celebrate on the front end, because I think it's easy to just celebrate what God has done, but we want to celebrate what God's going to do. And to increase your level of excitement and anticipation, and even celebrate in advance what Jesus is going to do to love people, to use us. If we would just show up, his love shows off in a powerful way. We come with the presence by being present and close to people. So remember, God's love runs to, not from. And when we get calloused and we get discouraged and we feel disappointment even and hurt ourselves, many times we want to withdraw, sedate, medicate, do everything to 
check out. God's love pursues us in those moments, and that's absolutely what we're getting to do, which is bring heaven to people and let them know that God is going to make all things new. And we won't stop until all things are made new, period. And what's the best thing he's making new? You, me, people, forever. That's what we're talking about. Love the city week, y'all. Be blessed. Let's close in prayer. Let's close in singing and really dedicate the week and beyond to Jesus, our great, great, great King. I love you guys. Yeah, um, just like through that, he was talking about um, just how God's love chases us. And I hope that my prayer today is that you would feel God's love today. You would feel an encounter from God's love today. And um, as we close, I'd love to have Gene and Ramon. They always, these two right here, I love them. Um, they, they always come back with awesome stories of just how God is just moves. And they just, they'll be able to pray with someone or just the conversation is just always just, you guys just have awesome, God just does stuff when you guys, when we move, right? So um, that's just like, hopefully like for you guys can be encouragement. Like when we, when we show up, God can just do awesome things. Praise the Lord. This area of ministry, Love the City Week is about throwing out seeds of faith, healing, and bringing people to examine their hearts. Being a follower of Christ means being a lover of people. Amen? Amen. The Love of the City Week has been a wonderful outreach, hands extended to those in need of hope. Life, freedom, through Jesus Christ, our hope of glory. Our hope of glory lies in what we do and how we live. And I just thank God for his mercy in all of our lives. So I hear an amen. Well, one of our Love of the City adventures was um, when we were taking the little snack bags and handing them out. And we were at a gas station. As, as we walked up, uh, the gas station was locked. Um, and there was a sign on the door said that the attendant was um, taking a break and would be right back. And there was a young gal there that um, had pulled up. She needed gas. She had cash to pay, and she, so she had to, um, you know, she had to have the attendant, and they weren't there. It was frustrating, and she was kind of getting angry. She was on the phone talking, and Ramon and I were, we kind of had this goodie bag, and we, even though she was on the phone, we sort of slipped it to her, like, hey, have a great day. Here's a snack. Maybe things will get better, and she said on the phone, hey, I, hold up. I got to go. I, I, I think these people will pray for me, and she clicked the phone, and, and so she said, can you pray for me? This my week has been horrible. This is like the straw in the camel's back. I, it, it just I gotta have gas, and so Ramon started to pray for her, and the Holy Spirit just wrapped all three of us up, and it just was amazing. Um, she calmed down, and hope came, and we ended up laughing and talking and just having a great time until the attendant finally came back, and she was like, "Wow, thank you. I needed that." But you know, there's been other times we've gone out. One time we were passing out big bags of groceries, knock, 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 you know, saying we're gonna give, get out, no, I got it on you, I want that stuff. And, uh, so we're, but Ramon, he's got a great way of just, you know, okay, thanks man, hey, have a great day, you know, it's gonna be beautiful weather and on and on. And 
and then off we go and knocking on just talking and there were other people with us and um, handing out bags and I think maybe he was probably peeking out the window maybe seeing that we weren't corralling anybody and making them listen to a long story or making them get prayer or anything and so pretty soon he comes out oh uh maybe I will have that bag of groceries so we were able to just have some you know good time with him and um, it's just exciting and so Ramon's going to pray over love the city week and let's all stand up father we thank you that your Holy Spirit is greater and stronger than anything the enemy would try to put in this city. We pray for your Holy Spirit, Lord God, to open doors that need to be closed or, or, or close doors that we don't want to go through. Father God, give us strength. Give us power over the enemy and our children to be blessed by the Spirit of the living God to come apart with all of those things that are not of you. We pray, Father God, for your open doors, Father God, that people would hear your voice through all of us that go out to, the, to love the city. Because, Father God, without you, we can do nothing. We give you praise. We give you power through us, Lord God. Work through our bodies, Lord God. Work through our minds. Let us think on your level, Father God, that God would be praised in this city and that this city would bring forth the power of the living God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.